everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Mandy Garavito out on live once again, bringing the people together to have a conversation about anything you guys want. Uh, I want to thank everybody, first of all, for coming out to uh, last night's comedy show over at Fun Dimension. Thank you very much. Last night was a complete success. Uh, we had two rooms of comedy shows. We had the main room. We had the one that had about... I don't know, 50 people trying to watch a stand-up comedy show. Lots of people there. And then we had a mini room right next to it. And we're going to call that one the belly room. Now, what's the big difference between, other than size, of course, between the main room and the belly room? Well, the belly room is a little more sensitive. No, wait, that's the topic for today. Well, you know what? The belly room could be a little more sensitive. I'm going to tell you guys why. Uh, There was only 12 people in the belly room. And so when you're out there doing crowd work as a comedian, you got to talk to people, right? You can't just be the kind of person that when you go up and you perform, uh, if there's a small group of people, you don't really need a microphone. So you might as well just start talking to them individually. You might as well take the opportunity to get to know the people that are watching a show. If there's less than 20 people in a room, you might as well start talking to them individually. Hell, even shake their hands before you go up and perform. That would be, that would be a really good way to, to get the show going. Right. Like if you say you walk into a room, you're about to go on stage, less than 20 people around. You got to walk in. You got to shake some hands. You be like, hey, everybody, I'm about to go on and talk to you guys as a whole. How are you? How are you? I'm the speaker. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? I'm the speaker for today. All right. Is everybody ready? I'm going to go up and I'm going to do a presentation. Thank you so much for having me. And then you go on and then you present right now. Uh, last night. Uh, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was an amazing show on both sides. I've, I've never done this before where I would do two shows in one venue at the same time. And the funny thing about that is like, you know, what really bothers me is when people try to confuse you because you're doing something good that they would think is complex. So for those that don't know, I had to manage multiple rooms last night. Okay. I had to book them. I had to make sure that the audience sat inside the rooms and I had to make sure that the show was going smoothly. All right. And so as I'm doing it, right, I'm booking the shows. I've got the lineup for both sides. Some of the comedians are like trying to confuse. So you're trying to tell me I'm in this room, but not in that room. And what time will I go on? And how long will I go on for? It's like, dude, I know what you're doing. You're trying to confuse me because I'm doing something awesome right now. I don't need this. You do just walk away from somebody while they're just mid talk. That is by far one of the best feelings. That is true power. If you guys really want to experience true power, whenever somebody comes up to you with that bullshit, practice walking away. What's up, Miss M? Practice walking away. Walking Mm -hmm. away is probably one of the most underrated skills anybody could do in their lives. All right, so this guy, this comedian showing up, he's trying to make something complicated. I walked away. Oh, what a relief. It was such a powerful feeling and the show went well. However, there was one lady in the main room. So let's say there's 50 people in the main room, right? Uh, And 12 people in the belly room. So 50, the the one with the 50 people in, I go up and I try talking to the audience, right? Cause I'm a good, I'm a good host like that. All right. And then what I do is when I go on and I go, are you guys ready to laugh? Right. That's how I always started off. Are you guys ready to laugh? Are you guys ready to have fun? make some noise, right? And everybody's there cheering and everybody's going, yeah, we're ready to have a good time. And I look at this lady in the face 
And this lady is looking at me with this death stare. You know, like this stare as if like, look at me. Don't look at everybody else giving you positive reinforcement. All right. I, I don't care if the whole room is applauding. I don't care if the whole room is cheering. I want you to look at me looking at you with absolute disgrunt. And she's looking at me with this face like, right? Just giving me that death stare, like a fucking eagle about to fucking uh, attack, right? But the eagle's like being condescending before it goes down and kills the rabbit, right? So like imagine a rabbit running around the field and then an eagle on like a, a tree just looking at it. It's like, look at this fluffy motherfucker out here. Doesn't even know what's about to happen. Hello from Manhattan. What's up, um, uh, Cherie? Uh, so I look at this lady and that's the thing about comedians, man. I guess we're just so sensitive when it comes to feedback that if someone doesn't give us the feedback we want, we got to call them out. It's just how we are. You know, we just, and sometimes it could be the, one of the funniest things ever. If you call somebody out in the audience, but it could also, it could, you could dig a hole for yourself, you know? So I look at this lady and I go, what's the matter lady? You don't, <laughs> I could have easily avoided the situation, but I handled it fairly well. I, I look at this lady and I go, what's, man, what's the matter? You're not going to enjoy the show? She's like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here for. Why did I pay tickets to come here? And I go, I don't know. Why did you pay tickets to come here? So this lady, she just wanted to argue for the sake of argument. It's like, I, I just want to argue. It's Friday. I want to ruin the show for everybody. You can just clearly tell this lady just wanted to. I just wanted to be negative for no reason. Okay. So I'm looking at this lady and I go, well, what are you upset about? It's like, cause I don't know why I paid tickets to be here. It's like, all right, well, what, why did you pay tickets to be here? And all she had was like shrugs. She was like, <laughs> she's just shrugging. Right. So I don't know how to make this, make it better for this lady. And uh, it turns out that as everybody was enjoying the show, as everybody was having a good time, as everybody was just, being a part of the, like laughing, everybody was cheering, laughing. And then this lady just wasn't having it. So the owner, I was, I was like, Hey, look, listen, there's a lady that's for some reason, she's just being very vocal about being upset. He's like, well, why is she upset? And I just shrugged. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she's just out there and being mad. So like the owner goes up to the lady and goes, is everything. I didn't hear what, what he said or what she was saying back to him, but she, there was like a little, like, <laughs> like that like you know like <laughs> and so uh the owner walks away and then uh i didn't speak to him he just left the room and then the guy comes back the owner comes back with a fucking bottle on ice in a bucket and she got a free fucking bottle now you know for everybody out there that's that are complainers I despise the fact <laughs> that you are so self-absorbed in your little fucking world that you actually believe that whenever you're upset, disgruntled, dissatisfied, and you don't even know how to describe what you're feeling, okay? If you don't even know why you're feeling this way and you go out in public, in public, and you let it be known that you're disgruntled, upset, and dissatisfied, and you don't even know why, what the fuck? And then you get a free bottle. You're reinforcing 
bullshit behavior. Warmington says she was really caring about you, bro. Oh, like Karen, the, the name. Well, you know, it was, it, I, what I say to Karen, it wasn't racial. It wasn't racial. It was just a lady that wanted to test the production of the show. I think, I, you know, if I were to really break it down, I think that's what it was. I think it was just some lady that decided to check out a comedy show at the top floor of a fundamension attraction park or a theme park or whatever the hell, right? She just wanted to go there and just wanted to raise a storm just to see how we would handle it. Right? And then she got a bottle out of it. It's like, oh God, this is fucking disgusting. Oh, look, I'm gonna go ahead and break it down for you guys, like right off the top, right? Cause I, cause I, I will, I, I'm what they call, uh, a comedy psychologist. I think that's going to be my uh, my uh, my name here. Warmington says, "Ha ha!" Constructive criticism? No, it would be constructive criticism if it if it went into detail. This lady didn't even know what she was upset about. She was just there, angry, and we would try to figure it out. And she's, ah, eh. and then she got a bottle, and then she enjoyed the show because after she got that bottle, I was like peeking over her way, and she's there like pouring it up with her with her fucking pursed lips, like. Motherfucker, better give me a fucking bottle. I ain't happy. <laughs> right? It's almost like it's almost like she did it on purpose. Like she was just like, let me see if I can get some for free. You want to buy Yelp review? Oh, when they hold when they hold reviews like against a company, look, man, that's probably one of the worst things uh, that happens to businesses. Like we sometimes as business owners. We go out and we listen to customers to the point that some of them will hold it against you. Like some people will actually try and, and like blackmail you um, bad reviews. You're going to get a bad review out of this. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm going to fucking put this shit on the internet. And uh, it works. It works. Because what do you, let's be honest, guys. What do you do? What do you do when you go check out a product or you go check out a service or you go check out a, a venue or a restaurant? What do you do? You go, to the, you go to the reviews. You see what other people are seeing. And you would see 10K positive reviews, but you would then see like three negative reviews. You're going to read the three negative reviews. <laughs> just, to see, just to see somebody talk some shit amongst all the good things that were said. This place is amazing. I had a wonderful experience. Me and my husband are delighted. We can't wait to go back. And then you're like, no, fuck that. Let's go to the negative reviews. The waiter took too long. The food was semi-warm. I didn't like the fact that they put so much seasoning on the, oh God. Wow. Imagine being so vocal amongst all the people that are enjoying themselves. I think the only way you should ever put a bad review is if, everybody else is leaving a bad review. Okay. Because, you know, most of the time when you put a bad review, it was an isolated incident. Okay. But if you go to a venue or if you go to anywhere and you, and, and it's a shit show, right? Like it's, or like it's a bad video game or it's a bad fucking, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a bad experience and then you go on the reviews and there's nothing but bad reviews on there. Then you're going to be like, I better contribute to these bad reviews because people got to know this is some bullshit. That's the only reason bad reviews are acceptable when everybody else is leaving a bad review. But if it's nothing but good reviews and then you're just going to go in there and be like, I 
have a good experience. I'm going to let everybody know I did it. You're just talking for the sake of being negative. Oh, Landy Yasin YouTube says, imagine salt and pepper being enough spices for food. Bro, at the, at the, at the, way, the way this lady was complaining about food, okay? The way this lady was complaining, not about food, about the experience, for, and she didn't have an excuse for, for it. Like she didn't know why she was complaining. She probably would complain about salt and pepper. She's like, I'm gonna complain about the seasoning. The salt and pepper, the salt and pepper wasn't necessary on this food. I could have put it myself. Why would the chef decide to put salt and pepper on my food? It said nowhere in the menu that there would be salt and pepper on the food. It said seared chicken. Where does it say salt and pepper is on there? I mean, let me talk to the manager. Yeah, there's salt and pepper on my food. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we were seasoning it for you. But yeah, but it didn't say in the menu that salt and pepper was included. I'm going to leave a bad Yelp review. All right, man, we'll, we'll give you the chicken for free. That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> oh, God, those are the worst. All right, let's get to the reads, everybody. Uh, this show is sponsored by LEU Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him, LEU Venus. That's E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. All right, continuing on. So why, why is it that sensitive people want to start being so vocal. Okay. Because I think uh, as a society, we should start shunning people who are sensitive just straight up. Okay. Because sensitivity is running rampant, not only in situations like I just described earlier, but also online sensitivity is probably uh, a characteristic that can be debilitating to society. Like imagine somebody easily getting angered, easily getting sad, easily getting triggered or whatever terminology is used where like if something is not going their way, they want to be vocal about it. This is not sitting right with me. I should let everybody know. Now, of course, there are some scenarios where, you know, You've got to let everybody know someone doing something wrong, right? Of course. However, uh, in the example I'm providing here, this is for trivial bullshit. Okay? Trivial, where it's not important, but you're making it important. You know how many times I've seen people go out to a comedy show and they just get sensitive? It's like everything else was funny, but whatever that one comedian is talking about for some reason is now fucking sensitive? Right. We can make fun of anything this guy wants. But then when it's the, when it's the person's turn to get a little bit. Oh, that's that's not uh, that was uncalled for. I don't appreciate that kind of humor. You shouldn't say that. Oh, but everything else I said was OK. Yeah, because I wasn't sensitive to that. But this I'm sensitive about. And then the pla- and then the Internet gives that a platform. Well, you should consider other people's opinions about your material, Manny. Maybe some people just don't like to hear that kind of stuff. Well, then who told them to be there? They have a right to be there and listen to your jokes, Manny. (laughs) They have a right to be offended, and they have a right to be sensitive. 
Oh, man. You know what it is, guys? Dealing with personalities that are not yours is rough. I, you know, when I was young, I was an introvert. I was a huge fucking introvert, right? And then when I got older, I became a little more social. What's up, Alex? And as I became more social, I started like, you know, meeting people and, and understanding different personalities. And then now as I get older with a more social demeanor, I want to go back to being an, a quiet nerd. <laughs> I want to go back to hiding in the corner in my room and playing video games from sunrise to sundown. Because when I go out there and I meet people and they're fucked up personalities, it's almost as if like, I don't even want to bother. I understand recluse people, right? I understand people that have agoraphobia. I get it, right? It's just, it's just, there's some dumb fucks out there that think they deserve, that they're, I deserve this. Oh, you guys, oh, I'm getting all worked up thinking about this shit. People out there that think they deserve things with no reciprocation. I just deserve it. Well, what are you doing that makes you think you deserve it? Uh, I'm just alive and I believe I deserve it. Well, what is it that you're doing in your life that makes you deserve it? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I just want to go back to being an introvert, man, because that's what I'm going to do. When I get old, I'm going to be recluse. Fuck that shit. I'm going to cash out my 401k. I'm going to stay indoors. I'm not going to answer my cell phone. I hope I forget how to use a cell phone as I get older. Like, I don't, I forget that shit. If you want to get to me, you show up to my retirement home. Okay. Knock on my door. And then you know what? I'll still even open the door with the fucking chain on it and just look at you like you ain't a nobody. Right. It'll be my grandkids and shit. I'll be like, yo, what do you want? You ain't coming here with that bullshit, huh? All right. You cool. Come on in. Grandpa, these cookies need more sugar. What the fuck? <laughs> You're being so sensitive, Grandpa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just, <laughs> I was brought up during hard times where sensitivity was rampant. <laughs> sensitivity really, like people who are sensitive really think that they're more important than others. Oh, shit. That's great. People who are sensitive just think they're more important. Wow. It's powerful. That's a great insight. Why? Just because you're sensitive, you could just do whatever the fuck you want. That's not fair. This affects me differently than anyone else. So I need to be known for what I think. I need, I need to let everybody know how I feel because it's impacting me. <laughs> I'm not even feeling this. I'm impacted by it. Yeah, man. Uh, sensitivity is probably one of the most debilitating things that's happening in society right now. Okay. There's no consideration whatsoever whenever it comes to being sensitive. And it's a shame. And it's upsetting. Ugh. I'm being sensitive right now talking about this, man. This is a catch-22. I'm being, uh, what's the word? I'm being uh, hypocritical. Sensitive people trigger me. <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Sensitive people just, uh... oh, getting some phone calls. Sensitive people just trigger me. Okay, that's what it is. Um, all right. Let's move on. Alejandro, YC129. What's up? How are you guys? All right. Uh, for those that are brand new to the chat, thank you for joining us to the Miami Comedy Podcast. We're recording this for the uh, website. Uh, do me a favor, guys. If you enjoy this, make sure you hit the badge button. Put a little something in the pot, right? Your local creator here. 
uh, as we continue to bring comedy into the city of Miami, both live and virtual. So uh, this coming week. All right. Somebody somebody definitely wants to get wants to get uh, in contact with me. So I got I got to get off a little early on this one, guys. Um, so here, here's what we're going to do. Monday, Red Bar. Tuesday, Sweet Caroline. Wednesday, very important announcement. This Wednesday, we're going to be at Pilo's Tequila Garden. 8 p.m., we're going to be bringing our first comedy show there. We're back in Wynwood, baby. We back. And I look forward to performing at this place because it seems like it is a beautiful venue. Okay, we're going to have a, sp- uh, a stage, a performance area. It's going to be lots of fun, and I look forward to this. So uh, it's going to be Pilo's Tequila Garden, 8 p.m. If you guys want to be a part of that, go to MiamiComedy.com. Then on uh, Friday, we're back at Fun Dimension. Then on Saturday, nothing yet. And then Sunday, the 28th, we're over at Focal Brewing. For you guys to see the reservations as well as the description, go to MiamiComedy.com. Click on the events tab, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a good night.